0: Hi there. <clears throat> Hi there, you're listening to More Than Potential the podcast. On this show, we talk about mental health, well-being, and self-improvement from a Gen Z perspective. I'm your host, Faith. So I'm going to talk about something. In the past 48 hours, I have had to talk about the same thing over and over and over again on my TikToks. And so I wanted to address that today. But before I do, be sure to, you know, like and share this podcast. Go ahead and tell people, review this podcast and give it five stars because you love it this much. But that being said, I just want to get that plug in because this is going to be a more extensive podcast episode. So let's start from the beginning. Um, I did a TikTok in response to something I had seen. Now, at first I was going to play the audio, but I decided not to, but long story short, the topic was weak versus strong women. There was a female TikTok influencer who made a post about feeling that women who were weak just allowed men to do anything to them. They didn't have any standards. She was saying that weak women, um, basically, they are the reason why men won't act right because men will get with one woman and then they will always have somewhere else to go. There will always be another woman who if that woman doesn't accept him, He'll just go and find another one because there's a bunch of weak women out here. He has a bunch of options. He can do whatever he wants, essentially. Because women are weak and they're not expecting anything from these dudes, these guys continue to be shitty. Now, when I heard that, I remember feeling like I didn't like what she said. And the reason why I didn't like what she said was because it came across as if she was blaming women for men's shitty behavior, especially considering that we actually know that's not quite true, right? There's reasons why men are less likely to commit and it has less to do with what the women are doing, more so than you would believe. The subsequent response and a lot of the dialogue that happened after, I had a little mini rant and I'll talk about what that rant was. It was a lot, okay? And so I'm just going to break down this subject, because I think it relates to mental health in a a very specific way, and it relates to my story. Um, So first, my response to this, this idea that there's a difference between strong and weak women, and weak women just allow men to do anything to them, and blah, blah, blah. That's, to me, it's really dismissive, I guess, and also incorrect, because first, the reason why men are not willing to commit, and they think that women are disposable, which is a uniquely American male problem, by the way, believe it or not. Um, It has more to do with the gender imbalance that people experience. So in the black community, for example, because it was a black woman saying this, there is a gender imbalance, meaning there's more women than there are men. I've actually read some studies back in the day that talked about how gender imbalance is what really prevents monogamy. So in the, in the studies that I was reading, they basically did some case studies on college campuses and they found that college campuses where there were more men than women had more monogamous committed relationships on campus versus more women than men. When you had campuses with more women, and less men, you had the men who were refusing to settle down, refusing to commit and find a girlfriend because they had so many options. I don't think it really matters whether or not the guys actually have as many options as they think they do individually, right? Because to be fair, a lot of dudes are not getting a lot of attention from women. Most dudes don't really get that much play, but it doesn't matter. The whole point is the promise or the potential of all these different options is what prevents them from really solidifying things and making it like a a fully committed relationship because they always feel like there's a better option around the corner. They have this big fear of missing out thing and they like to hunt for better women. Well, I, I was trying to explain this on my TikTok because I feel like it's important to talk about. Women like to blame themselves for things they can't explain as it pertains to men. That's why you'll see some women who have self-loathing issues who will blame themselves for not being able to keep a man. You have women who externalize their problems and blame other women for not being able to keep a man and for a man to choose them. You know what I'm saying? And that's the vibe I got from the TikTok that this woman posted was more the idea that like you're blaming other women because you can't find a man who wants to stick around and be with you and do what you want him to do, which is stand up for you and- whatever else your requirements are because you have a hard time getting a man who wants to do what you're asking him to do. You're turning that around on other women because you believe if other women would only act right, he would have no choice but to act right with me. And I'm saying that may not be true at all. In fact, men are only responsible for their own actions. Women are only responsible for their actions. You cannot blame other women for what men are willing or not willing to do. Um, That's a, A popular talking point that I I don't think is very accurate. I need to disabuse people of the notion that women can be held responsible for what men will or will not do. If a man wants to be with you, if he wants to be the type of man that you need, he will. If he doesn't want to, that doesn't mean that it's another woman's fault. Right? It literally just means he doesn't want to do that for you. And instead of letting your ego rest and be, you know basically be open to the fact that the world does not center around you and that there's other women out there who are just as good as you and maybe he's interested in those women maybe he's pursuing those women as nothing to do with the women but everything to do with him instead of seeing that y'all see women as your competition but why is that why do women see other women as competition why do women look at another woman and blame her for the actions of what men are doing why do we look at other women and treat them with such suspicion it's because we see women as competition we're trained to compete with women and coddle men nurture and love men and treat all women with suspicion because we don't know what their real intentions are and like it's very interesting because it goes back to what i was saying earlier skewed gender ratios In the Black community, which is a Black woman talking about this, the reason why I personally started doing a lot of TikToks about this issue is because, honestly, a lot of the trauma that women are experiencing over time is affecting how they perceive this sort of relationship between men and women. And I also think that because women, um, there's more women than men, there's like 2 million more Black women than there are Black men. Because of that, Black women feel like they have to compete and go hard against all these other women to prove that they're the best. And they have to prove this. So they have to get the degree. They have to get the good job, get the money, get the nice car. Black women are competing like traditionally men have, right? Men would accumulate all these resources so that they could flex and show off that they were the best partner. You see this in the animal kingdom. The male species oftentimes has a lot of bravado. So like a male peacock will spread its feathers out. So it dazzles the female peacocks with its beauty and woos somebody over to procreate with. This happens with human men as well. They, they brag about what they have. They, you know, the men with the most money and the most, you know, the best reputation, the best credit score, you know, the best of everything. These guys usually get their top pick, why? Because they've amassed a certain level of capital and resources to attract the best option to attract whoever it is that they're trying to attract. In the black community though, the situation is reversed. It's the women who are flexing their degrees and their skill and how great they are because they're trying to attract a man. They wanna prove that they're better than other women. And I got that vibe from her because she was essentially saying that she thinks other women are weak for putting up with whatever. And it's like, the man left you, not because of a woman willing to put up with whatever, but because he didn't wanna be with you anymore. Honestly, in most cases, and I know some people are going to say, well, it's not untrue. There are men who are predatory and they will see your vulnerabilities. And once you, you know, say no to him and you put your foot down and say that you're not going to treat me like this, he'll just go find somebody else. It's like, that is the case. But if the man is doing that, then he's a fucking predator, right? Only a predator would prey on women's weaknesses and use that to their advantage. Why are you defending a predator? Because there are men who may not necessarily be overtly abusive, but they prey on women's weaknesses. They use manipulation tactics to figure out what a woman's trigger points are, what weaknesses and vulnerabilities a woman has, to use that to his advantage and to get what he wants from her. If a man is doing that, if he truly just leaves you because you are not giving him what he wants and he knows another woman will, that's kind of predatory and if a man's a predator would it make sense to to lambast the prey like if a girl gets sexually assaulted are we going to turn around and be like what were you wearing why were you there you were doing this you were doing that are we going to say that should have never happened anyway because the man ultimately was the one who committed the crime you see how it's just another way to victim blame somebody like For what, for what? And of course these women will say, well, I feel like you need to take responsibility for picking the wrong guys. Of course, my argument does not exist in a vacuum. Like two things can be true at once. You can say that women need to hold themselves accountable for picking the wrong guys. And I can also say that honestly, if a man is predatory, he will try and do everything in his power to make him seem like the best choice available to you and conceal his true intentions. It happens every day. And I would also say that I don't think it's particularly helpful in this case to bully the woman for being vulnerable because a lot of women are vulnerable, right? A lot of women at different parts of life are actually vulnerable to situations due to trauma that's happened in their lifetime. Trauma accumulates, meaning trauma from your past, you know, relationships or maybe... Your family, trauma accumulates over a lifetime. And some people find themselves in toxic situations with men largely because they don't understand the cycles that they're caught up in. So this is not even an excuse, it's more of like this is why this happens. And the only way we're gonna stop this from happening and truly demand help women demand better is if we help them understand how they got there in the first place and what patterns of behavior they're duplicating or replicating in their own life. It's that simple. The things can be true at once. You can hold yourself accountable, and I think the best way to hold yourself accountable is, you know, looking at your flaws. You can do that while also saying a man who sees your vulnerability and, a, and your source of trauma and tries to use it for his advantage so he can get something from you, whether it's sex, whether it's money, whatever. Any man who does that is not a good person. That's a manipulator. That's probably an abuser in most situations. You see my point? Like, it's that simple to me. Like. If that person is really going to see your vulnerability, see, you know, that you have deep seated issues and that you need help, and that they'll just try to date you anyway because they want something from you and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get that, that's a bad person, like just in general. Why are we defending people from being bad? And the thing is, is that a lot of these women will never see that they have smoke for everybody else but men. Everybody else but men, everybody else but men. men. They don't come at men for being predatory with the same energy that they come from women for being victims or or prey that are being preyed on. You can hold yourself accountable while also saying these dudes who do this shit are trash human beings and we need to get better at spotting them out because the accountability can only happen when you process the trauma. Does that make sense? Like, honestly, if you have not processed your trauma around certain events in your life, What ends up happening is you call yourself, quote, unquote, taking accountability. And all that means is that you end up like. Not giving yourself any real self-compassion and understanding. So for me, what that looked like was whenever I dated my ex-boyfriend and I knew that he was doing things that I didn't agree with or saying things I didn't agree with or whatever, um, I didn't have a lot of self-compassion for myself. I didn't like I was beating myself up. For not knowing he was a fucking piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because there were some things that I knew he would do, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I did not think he was going to say the things that he said to me. And so, like, you know, I felt like I should have known better. And I think that that was reverberating in my mind. You should have known better. You're stupid. How could you not have seen that? You know what I'm saying? And I thought I was holding myself accountable because I should have never let things get that bad. But all I was really doing was putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect and to not make mistakes and to be clairvoyant and see the future, right? There's You really, truly cannot hold yourself accountable for what somebody else is doing. What I should have been holding myself accountable for was betraying myself, not honoring my values, you know, not doing what was best for me, but was best for him. And the only way I could have that shift in perspective is if I process my trauma to understand that. What happened was a violation of my boundaries, a violation of my trust. And it's, the, it's so hard to forgive yourself and extend yourself self-compassion when you already have a critical inner voice that tells you how stupid you are, how dumb you are, how you should have known better. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way to accurately take accountability and assess what happened to you objectively if you are literally traumatized. By the situation, you have to process that trauma so that you can actually deal with what really happened versus your projections and, you know, what you think happened. You know, I think what's really sad is a lot of women don't know how to really take accountability without martyring themselves or, you know, bullying themselves into submission and making themselves feel like shit for no reason. Because a lot of women can't take accountability without being a martyr. But a lot of women also, because they have a harsh critical voice, critical inner voice, and they're not used to extending compassion and kindness to themselves, maybe they have self-loathing tendencies. They don't really know how to love themselves and how to be like, girl, you messed up, but it's okay. Nobody is perfect. You have to live and you learn and you learn this time. You know exactly what to look for. It would be so simple. So simple, but a lot of us still don't know how to do that because we, we we truly don't know how to process our emotions or process our trauma so that we can get to that good place. And I think it's unfortunate that so many women who have really not gone to therapy, who don't fully understand what it is that they're saying, are trying to tell women how bad they are. Because all it does is root this issue in shame. Shame around bad choices, shame around dating bad men who are just bad, right? Like, we should not be more ashamed, of dating a bad man than the man who is actually bad. We should not, as women, feel more ashamed for being with somebody who's a piece of shit than the piece of shit himself. But there's so much shame around getting with the wrong guy, around a failed relationship, about being heartbroken. And some of us, especially if you already have self-loathing tendencies, don't want to tell our friends that we were wrong, that he was an idiot, that they were right after all, and we should have never trusted him. A lot of us can't even... We don't want to tell our friends that because we feel like if we do, then it proves them right about us, that we are stupid, that we don't have good judgment. And it's like that one situation, that one incident becomes the justification for beating yourself up further. It literally just proves to people that you are who you think you are. Does that make sense? Everyone else may not even think that about you, but you think that about you. And that's the important part. And so, you know, inducing this shame around women making bad choices and men just doesn't really help us grow. Like when I think about the body positive movement, right, I'm thinking about people who are overweight or obese and they're trying to lose the weight. And the only way to motivate them to continue losing the weight and live a healthier lifestyle is by positivity, right? Like shaming them into doing better ain't gonna help. It's just not gonna help, right? So anyway, that being said, that's how I feel about it. So what was my response? So my response to that TikTok, because I saw what was happening, this is what I said. I basically said in that TikTok, in responding to her, that the reason why I was uncomfortable with what she was saying was because I felt like it was her way of projecting onto other women feelings and emotions at some point in time she's had about herself. So if you're out here differentiating yourself from other women because they're weak and, you know, they're just letting men walk all over them and blah, 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 blah. And you're so harsh with them, like more harsh with them than you are with the men. Then I would have to say you have some unprocessed trauma around this issue. Maybe some shame around the fact that you at some point found yourself weak. And instead of just like, dealing with that and reconciling your past self and your former self and not being embarrassed about your former decisions and choices, you are literally trying to put difference and mental distance between the two and say, well, I can't accept that past version of myself because I'm embarrassed of that. So I don't want to reconcile those two selves. I'm going to make most, the most emotional and mental distance to that person, that former self, is possible. And the best way to do that is by projecting onto other women that you think fit that version of yourself. A lot of times when we have these very strong-held opinions about other people, it's because there is something about them that brings that out of us. And I think it's because we recognize ourselves in them. But instead of acknowledging that, we make it about the other person. And that doesn't tend to be the case in my experience. Um, So Yeah, that's what I basically said, and so a lot of people responded well to it, and they were saying that they agreed with me, that the reason why they didn't really like what she was saying was because it made it seem like she was still blaming women for the shitty choices of men, and as if women could somehow make men act right, and we can't. Not only is that not likely to happen, given the, the studies I was just talking about, but also, generally speaking, it's not going to happen. If there's a gender imbalance... These dudes will continue to act the way that they're acting because they always have the hope of a better option, even if they don't actually have a better option, right? You know, I was talking about dating apps and how on dating apps, you know, men don't perform well on dating apps. Most of them don't. Most men don't get a ton of um, matches on dating apps, right? Most men know they have incredibly high competition on dating apps. There's a ton of men who are super attractive that are attracting all these women across the app. So if men know this, why do they still shoot their shot at every single woman? Some of them will send dick pics. Some of them will do all this extra shit on Tinder and on Bumble. Why? Because at the end of the day, if men are going to be shitty, they're going to be shitty. If they're not oriented towards monogamy, they will treat you like you're a piece of shit and that you're disposable, even while actually having no options. That's been my experience. Most of the guys that I've dated or talked to, they don't have a bunch of women lining up to date them. Not really. Most guys don't. But that did not stop them from thinking that they could do better than me in every situation. Even if it wasn't tangibly true, even if it wasn't objectively true, even if objectively I was more traditionally attractive and made more money than them, they would still feel like they could do better than me. And so they were not interested. That's just the truth. So, Nothing a woman could do would make that man want to be with me when there's another woman he could be with. There's always going to be the allure or promise of somebody else, right? And so changing your actions and behaviors as a woman doesn't resolve that. So these have been essentially my points for the past, like, I don't know, 24 to 48 hours. But a lot of my points were continuously missed by people who honestly weren't willing to take that into consideration that the data is not showing that men are just gonna change their minds because you change your actions. These weak women that you think are so different from you, they're not gonna be the problem. They're they're technically not now, especially in the black community where there's so much gender competition between women. Like women are out here killing it and the men are struggling. There's nothing a woman could do to make a black man outright, to make a black man want to be committed. There's nothing that could happen. Everything that has to happen is on the man's side. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that, you know, I was trying to explain this and they still weren't getting it. And they made it seem as though these misogynists, because these women really just have internalized misogyny. These women were really making it seem as though I was missing the point. And I'm like, I'm not missing that woman's point. What she's saying about women just changing up. Their standards to make men act right won't work. What I'm saying is if you want to empower women and just tell women, hey, raise your standards collectively. These men don't deserve us. A lot of these dudes are fucking predators. A lot of these dudes are really not people who want monogamous relationships. They see women like trophies or objects to consume. So you need to raise your standards. We all do because we don't deserve this. We deserve better. If that was the message, I would have never said anything. I would have liked the TikTok and kept scrolling, but that that ain't what she said. That ain't what she said. And so, you know, I find it really interesting because what I tried to do was provide context. You know, I spent 24 to 48 hours, you know, over the span of several TikToks providing a deep analysis of what's going on and, you know, talking about the psychology behind this stuff. Because, and honestly, like I mentioned before, the reason why a lot of women were going to be defensive of what I said goes back to my original point. A lot of y'all truly believe your competition is other women, and it's not. You truly believe that if other women acted right and other women weren't being quote-unquote weak, that your man would still pick you. And he won't still pick you. He won't. He will still continue to do what he's doing now because it has nothing to do with the women, right? Nothing, nothing to do with the women. Men will do what they want to do. And I kept saying this, and the women still weren't listening to me. And just because they weren't listening, they just assumed that I didn't understand their point. And what really ended up happening was I started talking about, you know, emotional trauma because I believe the reasons why a woman would stay in a situation that doesn't really benefit her is really because of trauma. Because a lot of women truly have deep trauma around identity, around, you know, self love and acceptance around rejection, all these other topics. And so it's going to be very difficult for them to walk away from a situation that would el- enable them to do better, right? You're going to walk away. Just telling somebody who's in a shitty situation to just walk away is not helpful. Why? Because you're not dealing with the real problem. That's like telling an abuse victim who's being, you know, emotionally abused or verbally abused by their husband to just walk away. Just leave him. Like, that sounds great. But it shows that you don't actually have a complex understanding of all that abuse entails because you're talking to people as if they're stupid. Women don't stay with with bad men because they're stupid. They stay with bad men because they're traumatized and they honestly don't have the capacity. Their brains don't even have the capacity to understand what's happening to them. Like, I did not even know that I was being emotionally abused until I talked to my therapist about what happened. And she was the one amongst a few other people in my life who opened my mind up to seeing how I had become a victim to that. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. You can be a victim to this and not even know it because it was so normal to you when it happened. A lot of us legit don't know what happened to us was abuse until we talk about it to a licensed professional, and then we start to unpack all the reasons why something was so toxic. What has helped me avoid those types of bad men is literally being able to call it out by name exactly what happened to me and exactly why it was wrong and the signs I need to look for the next time. That enabled me to take accountability. That empowered me to take agency and, and, and really, like, how do I say? When you know what's wrong, what it's called, and how to fix it, it empowers you to not make that same mistake again. Because you can look at a situation critically and see where you went wrong the last time. But you can't do that before you process your trauma, right? Like, that, to me, that doesn't make sense. Like, I, as someone who's been through it, like, it doesn't make sense to put the cart before the horse. And the shaming does not help, right? But... But, 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 but. Here's where things got interesting. So I talked about this. I did this on a TikTok live twice. My commentary and talking about my own experiences with my uh, ex emotionally abusing me and not realizing it, it was so good. My TikTok lives are so good, y'all. They're so good. They're so informative and so thoughtful, honestly. I'm honestly, and I'm only saying what people have told me. People have literally said, I don't know why there's not 3,000 people in here. You are dropping straight facts. Like everything that you're saying is so, so important that, like, these are like, this is stuff people pay for. People were asking me for my cash app because they were like, I feel like I should pay you because you are literally saving lives right now. You are literally giving people the therapy they actually need to process this shit and move on with their life. And I'm not exaggerating. This happened about four or five times throughout the live. People were like, damn, this is good shit. Like, she's really trying to help y'all. She's really putting y'all on. So anyway, long story short, we get very deep and talk about the psychology behind this stuff. And so I'm feeling good, right? I'm feeling good about spreading the love and spreading the information. And yes, I'm unpacking things that have happened to me, but I feel like it's for the greater good in that situation because people are actually benefiting from it. And women are like, wow, I learned so much. So I'm feeling good about the situation. And then the misogynists and the trolls come in. They start interrupting the lives, And I understand that you should not pay attention to trolls, but I'm not going to lie to you. When you start sharing aspects of your life that are vulnerable to you and people start trying to throw it in your face, it made me, it triggered me honestly a little bit. I didn't say anything necessarily. But at the time, um, there was a few people who came in and was one of them was a man. Because some of these guys, it wasn't just women. It was also men, too, who disagreed with everything that I was saying. And they were saying that, you know, you're just weak. You're the weak women. You're one of the weak women she's talking about. You just let men do anything to you. And blah, blah, blah. And then I was trying to tell them that, first of all, weakness implies a character flaw. And my vulnerabilities don't are not character flaws. And second of all, I don't currently do this. Like, at all. I'm not with that partner anymore. It's been two plus years since I've been in that relationship. And so, to me, it was really crazy how people were trying to throw in my face my trauma that I was open about. And then um, people were um, – there was a few people who were trying to say that, well, you are you go to therapy anyway. We already know you're crazy, so why would we listen to a crazy person? And, like, I know that shit shouldn't bother me. And, I honestly, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed about talking about going to therapy. Like, I'm really not. But – I think it was the fact that people were trying to take personal details about my life and then throw that in my face. And that's when I started getting really uncomfortable because I was like, okay, I'm calling myself trying to help people, but I'm literally putting myself out here. Like I'm really putting myself out here, trying to help people and talk about a very serious subject about black women. And so I got very upset because, you know, there's a certain, I'll just continue the story. So anyway, I'll I'll talk about it in a minute, but yeah. Yeah. I I felt like, dang, like, I don't feel good about this. And so I made another TikTok because I kept getting misogynists from that girl's video coming to my comments, calling me weak and whatever else. Because initially on that girl's TikTok, I left a comment saying that I just was uncomfortable with what she said. That's all I said. All I said was, this doesn't sit right with me. And people commented like, fuck. And then... People were calling me weak and whatever else. And you just missed her point. And you're one of the weak women she's talking about. You just let men do anything to you and blah, blah, blah. Despite the fact that's not true, especially not now anyway. I'm an expert at leaving boys um, and breaking up with them, honestly, at this point. But I was kind of like, damn, like, this is crazy how many people are coming at me right now. Like, people took my disagreeing, me disagreeing with her as literally me being a bad woman or something. And so I made a TikTok addressing this because once again, remember the logic. The logic th- that they're using is you have to be strong as a woman. Your strength comes from not letting people boss you around and tell you what to do and you know make you feel bad about yourself or whatever else. And they were saying that there's a lot of weak women who just let men do anything to them and blah, blah, blah. blah. And my response to that, I made a TikTok and I was like, partially in response to the people calling me out and just being ridiculous but then also the original poster and i was like why is it that a lot of black women are running around buying into this strong woman narrative when if we're being honest the majority of y'all aren't actually strong like if y'all so fucking strong why is it that the domestic violence rates and the assault rates and the sex trafficking rates are so damn high if we're that fucking strong why are we letting this shit happen to us right If we're going to victim blame people and never hold men accountable for the shit that they're doing, especially when they know what they're doing in the black community, a lot of people are getting sexually assaulted. A lot of people are being violated. A lot of people are being manipulated and gaslit and they're having kids by men that don't fucking like them. And then they're trapped in that situation. Like that is the truth. We all know it's happening in mass and clearly the rates of everything fucking bad is happening to us. So if you're going to victim blame, keep you... Do it with your whole chest. At this point, do it with your whole chest and be, be like black women are responsible for everything bad that's happening to them. And you will never hold predat- pred- predatory men accountable because why? You want to keep the predatory man you have? That's the whole basis of your argument at this point. Right? That's basically what I was saying in my TikTok. And I was saying that black women, you're clearly not strong. You clearly have vulnerabilities. So this whole idea of you being strong, you need to let go. Let it go. Nobody believes you at this point. Literally nobody. Y'all are gallivanting around the internet talking about how strong you are. But then we see how you act in your relationships. You are vulnerable. Y'all are out here calling yourself so fucking strong and demonizing other women for being weak. But look how y'all act in relationships. Y'all are not that different. You're not that special at all. It's such a collective problem that we're all going through this shit. So clearly you need to fix something. Clearly, you need to look in the mirror and realize that like whatever it is that you're saying you're doing is not reflective in your actions at all. The majority of you doing the most talking are also getting your asses handed to you right now. Men are not pay- pairing with you. They're not being monogamous with you. And they're certainly not being monogamous with the person they're leaving you for. So like, I guess we're all weak bitches then. That was my point. And well, it was not, re- it was not received well. It was not received well at all. People were actually very upset about it. And um, I was very surprised by this because I was like, very interested. It's very interesting how when I literally tell you your, the logical conclusion of your statements. Talking about how all these there's all these weak women out here. And if weak women would just get stronger, then men would have nowhere to go. They wouldn't have a choice but to act right, which is not actually true. Um, I'm just following your logical conclusion. At this point, all the weak bitches in the black community, which is all of us, essentially, we just all are the problem we're all the problem right i mean clearly <laughs> all the rates of all the bad shit that happens to us all the trauma that we accumulate from that we're all weak bitches apparently apparently we're all we're all in the same boat and so we're just all to blame there's no accountability need to take for that whatsoever I mean, God forbid we see the collective issue and think maybe individual actions are not the real problem here, but there's a collective solution or a collective issue, meaning we're all experiencing the same thing. So perhaps we should take a look at what's really going on, right? Okay. And this is funny because this is literally something I have said in a TikTok live and everybody understood exactly what I was saying and was asking questions. But because I posted on a TikTok post, People, lost, people just couldn't handle it. They really couldn't handle it. And what made it so unfortunate was the fact that I had people trying to pull a uno reverse card on me. You know how you talk to white people about racism and whenever a black person tries to point out racism, they get mad and they accuse you of reverse racism. That's exactly what happened. I pointed out why victim blaming is wrong and why it's not only inaccurate but factually uh, not sound factually it don't add up and that was enough for people to say that i was not empathizing with women who were internally misogynistic literally somebody's point was and i quite literally that I feel as though you're differentiating yourself from all those other women and you need to check yourself because those women are victims of violence too. So if you, you know, those women with internalized misogyny, you need to empathize with them. And I was like, first and foremost, my very first point that I even said, the very first thing I said gave you context as to why these women would be, de- would be defensive. The very first TikTok I did. The very first TikTok I did gave a whole lot of context as to why some of them are having a hard time with this problem. They're having a hard time understanding what I'm saying. Why? Because they cannot reconcile their past self and their current self. They still think they are literally, you know, they're ashamed and embarrassed of the decisions that they've made in the past. So they have to project that shit onto everybody else because they can't deal with the bad choices they've made. They feel shame around that. I already addressed this. I literally already addressed this. But instead of saying that people didn't understand the argument at all, because some of them did not, basically, they accused me of being internalized, uh, internalizing misogyny. And I'm like, y'all trying to pull a reverse misogyny card on me? Let me get this straight. So you're literally saying that because I critiqued people and called people out for blaming victims of violence, you didn't like it. And now you're telling me I need to empathize with those women. First of all, fuck you. Sincerely and truly, fuck you. Because I don't care. A lot of women don't understand this. I don't believe in shaming women for shit they don't have control over, right? Right? Like If you are a victim of violence, how am I gonna shame you for that? Like That was not your fault. There's nothing you could have done to prevent that, in my opinion, right? That's why it's abuse, because literally the person's being an abuser. They're being abusive to you. That was their decision, not yours, right? Okay, I'm not gonna blame you for staying in a shitty-ass relationship with someone. No, I'm really not at this point. At this point, I'm going to tell you exactly why you should leave. And I'm going to wait on you to leave. Truth of the matter, you can you can bully and harass someone and shame them as much as you want, but it's not going to make them leave that relationship. It's just not. They will leave when they are good and ready, when they have had enough. Okay? Okay. That being said. So what I found interesting about that whole situation, in my opinion, was the fact that like people cannot handle being shown a mirror and being like, this is who you are. This is who you are. The reason why people don't believe black women when we carried a strong woman moniker is because nothing about us says that, nothing. Y'all measure being strong by how much bullshit and abuse you can take. You measure being strong by measuring what other women are doing and saying, oh, well, I, I would never go through that. You're literally comparing yourself to somebody else. That's not where strength comes from. Strength comes from being able to look in the fucking mirror and be like, you know what? I need help. I need therapy. I need to understand how I got to this position in the first place so I can do better. That's where your strength comes from. It doesn't come from comparing yourself to other women to make yourself feel better, hoping that a man will return back to you. That's not how this shit works at all, at all. And so to me, I find it very interesting and kind of ridiculous that people are expecting a certain level of emotional labor from people that they themselves would never give. Like, why do you think, as someone who's been through emotional abuse, me talking about my personal experiences, that I am owing, how do I phrase this? That I am, that you are owed my compassion and my empathy and sympathy for you when you're perpetuating harmful myths about what goes on with women? And specifically allowing people to victim shame in your comments. Because guess what? A lot of the misogynists, the men especially that came to drag me were misogynistic with what they were saying openly so. So your content appeals to fucking misogynists. That's the fucking problem. Then they come to me, basically trying to trigger me and throw my trauma in my face. And you think that you are owed anything from me. I don't give a fuck about your trauma. I don't. When you're being a dick, when you allow men to be dicks to other women because you disagree with them, I'm dragging that ass respectfully. I am. You don't get to say, oh, well you're shaming women who are being internalized, who are internalizing misogyny and are actively perpetuating harmfulness about women. I just feel like you need to be more kind and understanding. Fuck you. Y'all cannot treat people like shit. And then when you get held accountable, be pressed and say, you're being not nice to me. Stop being nice. Stop being mean to me. I don't like your tone. You don't get to tone police people when you bully them. This is for the black women. You don't get to tone police and virtue signal after you don't bully somebody and showed your ass. You don't get to do that. Sorry. No, 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 no. At this point, I've literally like done as much explaining I can do on the issue as well as providing context, which is something nobody ever does. Everybody critiques black women. Everybody shames black women. Everyone calls themselves holding black women accountable, but nobody gives context for why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. I've done the hard work that nobody else wants to fucking do to provide context and explain what's happening and explain these trends and patterns and behavior, why it's occurring and how we can move on from that. Non-black people approach me all the fucking time, and they're like, you know what? I learned so much from your content. Literally, it's non-black people offering to pay me for what I'm doing because they believe in what I'm doing. They believe in not only my message, but they believe in me, and they actually think that I'm doing a great service. Because they're like, I didn't even know this about black women. I didn't know. And it was so informative for them. They're like, I understand black women a lot more and have a lot more empathy and compassion for them because I understand what they're going through. I get those messages. So please make it make sense. Make it make sense. And I have to be honest about something. I got to be honest. Women who don't want to take accountability exist. They do. Because honestly, I truly believe black women don't like to take accountability. They don't know what it's like. They're used to people bullying them. They're used to people saying stupid shit about them and harassing them. They're not used to people actually having a valid critique about what we're doing and why it's not helpful at all. So when someone does actually say something, that's like, hey, guys, what you're doing doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm going to hold up a mirror and show you your cognitive dissonance right now. They cannot handle it because they feel like I'm not being nice to them as if you are owed that. You don't get to sit here and claim your trauma and being a victim is an excuse for being an asshole to people and perpetuating violence myths about abuse and the things that women are going through. You don't get to do that. No, you don't get to facilitate a video where a bunch of misogynists come into your comments and are victim blaming women for actually abusive behavior, actually abusive behavior. You don't get to do that. You have created a very negative space for women while calling yourself empowering women. And I'm not here for it. And I'm going to call you out. And if you continue to facilitate misogyny on your page, I'm going to continue to call you out. If you're going to have people who come on my page, disrespect me, call me out my fucking name, I'm going to continue to call you out. I'm going to keep a foot on your neck. That's where the accountability comes in. You've been begging for accountability. Let's talk about real accountability. Get real. Look in the mirror. And see all the ways that you have perpetuated this myth against other black women and do something about it. You are not owed that from anyone. That sort of emotional labor, bending over backwards for people who refuse to understand you, who will make fun of you, try to trigger your trauma on purpose. You're not owed that sort of emotional labor, not from black women that you have not paid. No, you're not. You're not owed that. And I have to be honest about it. You don't, you are not owed shit. Shit. If you are a victim, you can still be a shitty person. And the way I like to phrase it is simple. There's plenty of black women who encourage misogyny. They're victims of abuse themselves, but they will give over their daughters to the fucking beasts of this planet because at the end of the day, they don't believe that they're worthy. They will let their daughters get uh, assaulted by men. I know people who have this, uh, this has happened to. My cousin is one of them. They will let their daughters get assaulted by men because they want dick that bad. They want male validation so bad that they are willing to give over their daughters, discredit, degrade, dehumanize their daughters because a man is in their life and they can't live without that male validation. It would kill them to lose it. Do I, are you owed that sort of sympathy when you are co-signing abuse of other women? I'm sorry, you're not. There is a limit for me. It's kind of like that case with the Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein case where there were women who were victims themselves but then turned around and abused other women. Honey, there's a limit. There's a limit. You are a grown-ass woman taking money, pimping out girls. You're not owed that from me at all. I'm sorry. There is a limit. And as someone who's experienced abuse of some sort, what makes you think? What makes you think that if you willingly participate in this nonsense, I'm going to sit here and be like, nice to you. You're not up that. I'm sorry. Maybe I don't have the emotional bandwidth. I don't. Because there's people like Elaine Maxwell who exist, who will try to say that because I was a victim, I must've been manipulated and and I I, I didn't have any agency. Yes, you did. You had, you had a choice and you chose wrong. I get that you had limited options. But the option you chose was to hurt other women and not the men who were actually hurting and abusing you. And that's ridiculous to me. And I know, of course, people are not going to be, you know, charitable to this, right? Because y'all truly believe that women, even when they're wrong, can't really be wrong. They'll cry. They'll make you feel, you know, make you feel bad. And then you feel compelled to give them a pat on the back and a cookie. No, there are some times when women should be shamed for the things that they're doing, for the actions they're participating in. I'm sorry having misogynistic views, especially when it actually hurts other women. No, there is a point to where if you're a dick, especially if you're a dick about it, I do not, I do not owe you anything. And I wanted to make this podcast episode to address it, because some of y'all still missing the fucking point. You're not owed that. Not from other women. Not really. Not truly. Not really, truly. Not when you're being a dick. If you're nice, it's fine. Especially if you respect my boundaries, it's fine. But... I think the reason why, if I'm being entirely honest, I was so triggered by all of this is because I gave so much of myself explaining this stuff. It's emotional labor to sit here and explain to all these misogynists why what they're saying is wrong, why it's harmful over and over and over again for hours on end. Before you critique somebody else, you put in the work yourself because most of you are not. You want to point fingers, shame, blame Gaslight, but y'all don't do the work. I Y'all don't do the work. I'm doing the shit nobody else will do. And y'all maybe not wanna do the shit because I'm tired, honestly. It's exhausting. Explaining it to black women who are very hard headed why what they're doing is wrong. Are y'all going to do it? Most of you won't. You won't. Y'all don't even think about the mental health of the person that actually is doing it. Do y'all ever consider that perhaps I may not have the emotional bandwidth at this time to play patty cake with misogynists and people who co-sign abusive behavior. Especially since I have experienced that. I know what it's like. In multiple, multiple occasions, I'll leave it at that. I know what that's like. What makes you think I have the bandwidth for that? What makes you think that you are owed that kind of emotional labor? I don't know. I don't understand it. And it's really not because you would benefit from it. It's because you want it. You just want it. And you want someone to give you something that you yourself have never done. Most of the women who are demanding this shit don't ever do it themselves. Never. They never do. They, they literally never do. And instead of doing the work, they would rather have somebody else do it for them. I said everything I need to say about it, but I just wanted to clear the air and make it very specific and clear why I was upset. Why I'm officially like, I really, it was to the point where I kind of felt violated because when people start throwing this stuff in your face, it makes you question why you're doing what you're doing. And you, it makes you think, well, should I be putting out this information about myself? Should I be so transparent? Because now I'm starting to see that everybody doesn't have the best of intentions. I could the, have the best of intentions and put the information out there for people, make it available. And at the end of the day, it just makes me vulnerable. It just literally makes me vulnerable to people who would actually seek to make my life miserable. People who would honestly, I don't know what they would do with that information. Who would weaponize it and use it against me to invalidate me and to make me feel bad and shame me on my page. I I, I don't know. It made me really reconsider how I've been navigating these spaces and if people deserve that. Like, do black women deserve it? Like, let me be honest. Do y'all really deserve that? Do you? Because look how y'all treat people who do, the few people who do try to step in and provide any real context. It just makes me wonder, like, how much of myself am I willing to give for strangers who would never ever appreciate it? You know what I'm saying? And this is hard for me because, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought it was like putting myself out there, you know, intentionally showing up as a more vulnerable version of myself because I'm trying to help people. I even do it with this podcast. But now I see all the the bad parts of that wherein I'm giving so much of myself to people who would not respect it and who would seek to use it against me and to to shame me about my past when I'm not ashamed of it, you know? I don't know. So anyway, um, that's pretty much what I have to say. I feel like it has—this whole conversation has definitely affected my mental health. I had to take a step back and kind of, like, assess what's going on, and if I wanted to continue doing this— and on what terms I would continue to do it, what boundaries I would put up, so that way I wouldn't feel so violated and so upset. Because when you are very upset, all it is is a sign that like something has happened that you feel like crossed the line. And for me, some people have crossed a few lines. You know what I'm saying? Some people with their recommendations, they're asking, wanting more and more and more, demanding emotional labor when I've already done a lot of work at this point. It it made me really sit and be like, do I need to continue this? And under what terms would I do it? Um, Not to say I'm ending the podcast or anything crazy, but it just means I'm going to have to be very particular about what I share with people and also like how I navigate this space and on what terms I do it under, on what occasions, on what topics. Like I'm going to have to get very, very, very clear about what that looks like for me because, you know, I tried to do this under the guise or under the pretense of that it was helpful to people. And I think it is, but unfortunately, some people ruin it for everybody. And it's caused me to be like, you know what? I need to, I need to really keep up some firm boundaries so that this does not happen again. Because this cannot happen again. I cannot emotionally get wrapped up into social media stuff. Nah, I can't do it. I've never been the one to do it, and I, I certainly shouldn't be doing it now. Because it just makes me come across as unhinged when I'm really not. I mean, it's just more of like, this is a very personal issue for me. And people don't respect that because they don't respect any emotional labor. Even if it's... Women don't even respect emotional labor when it's done by other women. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, um, I hope that this podcast was helpful in explaining some things, but also helpful for people who are going through this, right? Who are trying to figure out, you know, how to cope with a relationship that ended. And, you know, I, I feel like as someone who's been through that, who's tried to you know, come to terms with a relationship that went sour and there were things that happened that, you know, just should have never happened. I think one of the biggest things is not blaming yourself. I think that you can take accountability without shitting on your person, without shitting on yourself, without making yourself feel bad for being human, for for making mistakes, for not being perfect. I just don't think it's particularly helpful. I actually think it's harmful in a lot of ways. Um, I think that practicing that self-compassion and that radical self-acceptance is so important. Because you're going to find that people will shit on you whenever they can, whenever it's convenient. It's up to you to put yourself first. And I think that we have a weird way of holding ourselves accountable, especially those of us with self-loathing tendencies. We tend to think that we have to beat ourselves up to hold ourselves accountable. When all that really means is saying, what can I do differently next time? It, It can be just as simple as that. Just being like, what can I change so that this doesn't happen again, you know what can I improve upon? And I think that when you have a positive, you know, relationship with yourself and you have a positive self-image, it doesn't become life-threatening. It doesn't become um, threatening to your identity to think that you were wrong and that you can make mistakes and that you know you're not perfect but you're real. I, I think that's important too, understanding that like you don't have to be perfect. You know, one mistake does not define you. Don't let people shame you and make you feel like because you made this one mistake, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Um, But I also think that, like, moving forward, in terms of, you know, accepting, we should also accept there's going to be people who will never understand us. And that's one thing that's been very hard for me because I don't like going into conversations to think I'm going to change someone's mind. Like, people's minds are usually pretty set. They feel how they feel. But a lot of us around certain types of issues, especially when you're trying to get over a breakup, we want to feel like the man understands where we're coming from, especially if you broke up over an argument and you're seeking that closure and it's just, it's unrealistic and it's not healthy. You know what I mean? So in terms of the advice I would give for women in this situation, understand that the closure that you're looking for is just not necessary. It's not needed. At the end of the day, you don't know, you don't need to know why he did what he did or why he broke up with you or, you know, why certain things went down the way they did. Just let it go. Spend that time focusing on yourself and understanding yourself more. Understand yourself, not necessarily all the motivations behind what he's doing. Um, so yeah, I think I pretty much covered everything I wanted to say. But if you have any questions about this, or are there specific things that you know you might want to address? Definitely let me know. Um, shoot me an email—not email. Shoot me a message on Instagram at it's more than potential so i can respond and we can chat more about this topic um i think that like one thing i will say too is that make sure to take care of your mental health i think it's always nice to share you know your personal story to help people but definitely 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 be so careful because what happened to me really triggered me and i don't think i i don't want that to happen to other people so be aware of that but anyway i hope you guys have a great day i hope this episode was helpful to you and i will see you or talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.